Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum and welcome back to season 3 of Convert Central. So now we have reached the beautiful month of December. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. I think we've had quite an eventful year of podcast. And um, yeah, we're very excited for our upcoming plans. And uh, inshallah, we have had a beneficial uh, 2021. And uh, we pray that uh, we will have more beautiful plans in 2022 and more beneficial content for our dear listeners in 2022, inshallah. Uh, so my name is Dini and, and today with me, I have my fellow host. I am Hafiza, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Hi. So yes, as you can see, this is our first time uh, both hosting together, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, Sister Dini and Sister Hafiza. And today we have a very special guest with us. So as uh, Sister Dini said very beautifully, we have a very exciting series in December. As always, we have exciting series coming up. And just as we wrap up the series on gender in Islam, we are now uh, starting a new series about converts again. Of course, uh, alhamdulillah, our converts will inspire both the coming to be soon to be converts and the born Muslims, inshallah, Amin. And so now we are going to start our December series on converts in Islam. And also some episodes are going to feature, like we said before, a bit of hawker converts in Islam. So just stay tuned for that. But before we go into the hawker converts, today we have a very, very esteemed guest. We have Brother Adam with us and he's going to share with us his beautiful story of how he found Islam from a Hinduism background and with a sister in Christianity as well. How did Brother Adam find Islam? Let's hear it from him. MashaAllah. Let's get Brother Adam to introduce himself, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so Brother Adam, come share, share with us more about yourself, please. Okay, my name is originally Katik, but then my convert name is Mama Adam. Yeah, so I'm 27 this year, so I converted when I was five years ago, which is 2016. Uh, I first converted, just nice when I was 22. Uh. How I found Islam was basically, um, when I was young, I just like, I think around primary five, I was a free thinker. Then like, I would question things on like why, why and how of things. Like, you know, why is this, this, why is it that, that kind of stuff. Because I, like, I started to like uh, being very skeptical for a lot of things. Then after I become a free thinker, then like you know, I started to explore different religions like I'd say like Buddhism, then like uh, also Christianity and that kind of stuff. So because my own sister, uh, she converted to Christian Christianity. Uh. So when she converted to Christianity, the face part my interest was like, hey, why she converted to Christianity? So like, I mean, I mean, what is it about? So like, you know, I went to a church there to see before, like, that kind of thing. So like, you know, after I see, then like, still did ask for my interest, like, question a lot of things, like, you know, like, still question, question, like, like, something doesn't make sense, or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like. So sometimes I feel like maybe I'm the wrong, because maybe I question too much, you know? So like, <laughs> but I thought, like, I just, like, you know, just don't bother. I just like, you know, I seek more. I seek more to know the truth because I'm the kind of person that like, I really want to know the truth. Like, I cannot like, at least I know the truth. At least I can rest in peace. Like, you know, it's not like, like, if, like something doesn't get answered, I'll be a bit, very uncomfortable. How old were you when you first like questioned religion? And then how old were you when your sister converted and sparked your interest in religion as a whole? What was the age no. and the timeline? Yeah. I think when I first questioned, 
question, but when I first question, I was around 11. Uh, around 11, youngest 11. Then my sister converted, I think around 13. When I was 13 or 14, she converted to Christianity. Uh. Then after that, I also like, just followed her. Like. Then the fully, like when I fully got very interested in Islam was when I was, I think uh, when I went first went to IT, like maybe the age, around the age was like 16, 17, 18, like, like you know, I like, just like got interested because that was the last region that I really picked my interest. Uh. Then after that, like, when I went into IT, uh, I met my friend of mine. He was actually quite knowledgeable about it. So, uh, thank God, like, you know, he was my classmate. Right? Uh, like, you know, we'll sit down and lepak, that kind of stuff, like, you know, throughout the night, like, you know, but then, but, like, we'll talk about religion, like, like you know, I'm asking questions here and there, then, like, you know, I'm asking, like, sometimes some uncomfortable questions like, that I really need to know, like, I will just ask. Like, there were quite a lot, like, you know, I asked him, because I will, like, say, okay, can you explain me this, can you explain me that? Then, like, you know, why is this, why is that? Like, that stuff. Then, after I asked him to explain, like, like he will tell me the stories of the prophet. Like, he so will summarize it in a way. Uh, because I was actually very interested, uh, like, for the, like, you know, like, in the beginning of time, like, how, how do we get, how do we get here? Uh? So, like, you talk to me about all the, uh, the stories of the prophet, from prophet Adam to prophet Muhammad. Then, MashaAllah, it's just amazing that you had this much of, like depth of thinking of like how did we get here in this world at a mere age of 17, 18 years old, mashallah, that's truly amazing. I think for both Sis Dini and I, I think we are just looking at you with wide-eyed wonder. Like, how did Allah, mashallah, he's the truly yeah. all-knowing and he 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 can do anything, kun fayakun, right? Like he he says be and it will be. So mashallah, I think it's beautiful that yeah. you are reminding us of his power. Thanks so much, Bro Adam, for like that whole sharing of like how you first took an interest to Islam. Alhamdulillah. And actually, bro, Adam, can I ask a follow-up question? So you mentioned oh, yeah, sure. you had a few questions, right? Like you had, uh, you were thinking about certain things. So what were some answers that you found, like through your learning of Islam, that made you more like attracted to Islam in the first place? Oh, I think it was the story of uh, because personally for me, right, uh, like one thing why I needed to know the truth right, because I have I have this uh illness. Uh, with me uh, like this illness uh, medical illness uh, which uh, affects my whole body uh, like head to toe so I uh, also at the same point of time I'm on daily medication and also uh, life span wise uh, isn't that guaranteed uh, like, you get what I mean? like uh, for each individual can be very different uh. so uh, only me and my sister has this uh, medical illness uh, in the family because it was some genetic disorder uh. so like I don't get it like why actually it's supposed to be like like by right, it's supposed to be a family line, that kind of stuff. But then, only in my family, me and my sister, only has has this uh this medical disease. Uh. Like, you know, I was when I was young. I mean, cause like you know, I'm human. Uh, so like, I will get very frustrated, and angry. Uh, like then I will blame God about it. Like because like, you know, like because I I normally I like I like to keep my suffering to myself. Uh, because I will not tell my mom about it. I just don't want her to like pile up. Because my mom was a single parent also. Uh, so yeah. So I don't want to like bother her that much about it. Uh, I think that's how in a way, I guess, I find God in a way because like through the blame that I blame, right? But in the end, in the end I blame, but I still want to go find him because like, I just like, you know, God like he created everything. So like, you know, he, he planned everything. So it makes sense like if I will go to him, like, you know, like to seek the answers for me, like why he do this, why he do that. So yeah, so in that way, so like, uh, through that way, 
I learn about Islam, then I learn about story, but then uh, like one one story like like the reason why I choose uh, Adam is because I like the first story of Adam. Uh. So like you know, his story really uh attracts me in a way where like <laughs> uh, in a way that I, I really like so as I I pick the name Adam. Uh. Then also um um uh, when I was doing when I when I was eighteen or nineteen, then there was this part where I had this dream. Uh, because I was actually still going on in my life, like you know, doing things like that kind of stuff, like you know, just doing everyday life, that kind of thing that carry on. Then there was this dream that I kind of faced when I was eighteen or nineteen, where uh, I mean, uh, it might sound it might sound a bit uh it might sound a bit funny, but then I I don't know how to explain. Okay, I was like. Uh, somewhere in Singapore, I remember. Then after, like, um, I saw this family, like, this family walking or something, like, they were, like, you know, wearing green or something, like, baju raya or something. I'm like, okay, like, you know, very random. I'm like, okay, why they were here? Like, you know, they just walked past. I'm like, suddenly, then, you know, uh, they started pointing at the sky. Like, you know, they were all, like, everybody was, like, very terrified and that kind of stuff. I'm like, 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 i like, I think, I guess, like, you know, there's uh, this thing, like, coming out from the sky, like, this portal or something. Like, I don't know, uh, like, like, this uh, this thing open up from the sky. Then after suddenly, things are flying out. Then, like, through through the opening, you can start to see, like, galaxies, that kind of stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. After, I, I also, like, uh, okay. Like, you know, I was actually quite shocked. Uh, and then, like, I was so scared, uh, because, like, I also don't know like, what, what thing happening. There's these deep boys that talk, uh, but I got really scared, uh, to be honest. Because it felt really, uh, it like it felt, uh, like how say it talked through my soul, like, in a way. So like I felt, I felt it because what it said it was, uh, it said la ilaha illallah. After the following sentence, then after that, <laughs> then after that, <laughs> like you know, I felt like it talking through my soul. Like I got so scared, I got so scared. After that, like I woke up from my sleep, uh, like I thought it was something, but after like, I got so scared, lah. Like, then after that. Like, that I didn't know what was the sentence back then. Because I didn't know. Because I never heard it before. Then, uh, that I met my friend again. I know we somehow hang out through the night. Uh. Then I say, uh, bro, uh, what? Why did sentence called La ilaha something, something along the line? Uh. <laughs> that I he like, hey, why? Uh? <laughs> I say, no, uh, bro. That I say, no, because I say I dream, uh, but I don't know what's the full sentence. Then he told me a full sentence. Like, oh. Okay, like I mean, it's not coincidence or what? Because I felt, I felt the shame because the voice is I know you, it wasn't a normal voice uh, because like you're so deep to the point like when you talk like, it, like I felt through like my soul. That was how I feel scared. Like for my soul, my soul feels scared. That was how scared I was. Uh. Then after that, <laughs> after <laughs> that, <laughs> we need time to react. Yeah, we're, we're so amazed. Like we're really in awe. <laughs> It's so amazing, right, that you were tested with hardship and then, like, your journey went from, like, you know, um, blaming God to just getting, like, almost, like, direct, <laughs> direct guidance, subhanAllah. That's so amazing, brother mm. Adam. And, and, and yeah. can, can I confirm, at that point of time, you were still talking to your Muslim friend from ITE, did he not, like, perhaps say that sentence to you in passing or it was completely no. new to you in the dream? Uh, it was actually completely new to me because I never heard that sentence before. So when I hear also, I was like, some, but then suddenly, like, my mind only came, 
can first catch up the first few words like la ilaha illallah like, like you know like some sort like so it's like very easy to catch up after I start like I just say hey, uh, hey bro uh, so anything along the line uh, la ilaha I said I don't know what is that okay like, I can tell you bro. like after he told me it's Arabic I'm like oh okay after he told me the full the full meaning of it after like, oh would you uh, say like that impacted you a lot to want to find out more about Islam or at that point were you still a bit hesitant no actually that impacted me more to be honest after that, that's when I decided to actually learn more like, I really really want to learn more then like you know I learn as much as I can then like you know uh, along the way this was the second dream eh, wasn't me was my mom. my mom doesn't know anything about Anything about Islam, like, huh? So, uh, I think the second one was like, because I was quite shocked by this dream. Like. My mom, that time, uh, I think it was the time she was just actually sweeping the floor, that kind of stuff. So, I think around that point of time, it was very haji, if I'm not wrong. How like, you old know, were like, you at this time? The first dream was at how old, and then this second dream was around how old? Uh, this second dream was around like 1920 or so, like along the line, like 18, 1920, like along the line. So, uh, when I think I was when at that point of time my mother was sweeping the floor. So that uh, okay. But after when I hear the, uh, after my first dream, right, I went to search more that I go YouTube, like you know, I go to like some YouTube channel like the Merciful Servant. Then whatever knowledge I learned is I learned throughout all the videos. I really actually watch everything. Like you know, from everything. So like to have a better knowledge like, because it was nice to actually see with all the like, like you know for videos like they were poor like the graphics like kind of stuff. so like it's much more interesting to actually hear like you know and so, so like very interesting uh. I was actually avoiding like from my mama because I think that like, she some sort knew that I was watching those kind of videos so like you know my mom hey why are you why are you watching uh, some videos uh, like she asked me so uh, then on the fourth time like a bit uncomfortable idea like you know I don't want to watch the videos like when she's around and kind of stuff because she, she asked me this type of question like you know like, I felt also like she was uncomfortable to ask me that question so after I also was uncomfortable to actually reply her like what was it so I decided to stop and everything uh, I was in secrecy uh, that kind of stuff the second dream was I think it was around Haya Haji uh, like you know like this is like she completely forgot already like, about the fact that I actually watched the videos that kind of stuff Hari Haji, uh, you know, normally like in the news, uh, they will put like, they will put, um, like, you know, all the people uh, go around the Kaaba, the council of Hari Haji. So like, you know, news, news normally they put that, right? Then like, like, when she saw the news after she like, say, hey, then she like, she, she say uh, like, uh, hey, what? Oh, so this is the prayer set, I say, what you mean? I say, oh no, I say, uh, I say the day before that, the day before that, like she had this dream, like she very weird dream she had. Like she, she dreamt that I was with my grandmother, like my grandmother, out of all people, my grandmother. <laughs> like, you know, then after, like, uh, my grandma was holding me, but I was uh, the form of a child, la, like, still of a child, la, a toddler, like. So, like, you know, she, uh, my grandmother brought me to Muta or something like that place, like, around the Kaaba. And then, like, I got lost around in the crowd. I was like, why so weird? I thought, like, I thought, I say, like, uh, I say because like she never seen the Kaaba before, like she doesn't know anything. After like it was so weird, like she got to dream like after like you know all people like, my mama. After like after I just brush it off like, like oh okay. After I just brush I just brush it off like the topic. 
Inshallah, brother. Can I just ask? So, if your mother haven't seen the Kaaba before, and it was right after you saw it on the news as well, like the the timing is so immaculate, so yeah. precise, Mashallah. But how did she then describe to you the dream? If let's say, and how do you know that it was the Kaaba? If let's say she hasn't seen it before. No, because uh, she she when she saw the news, then she she pointed to me and she told me lah, like this was the place. Then like, I knew, you know, I knew like because I know I understand, I know that was the Kaaba. Then like. Then she pointed me uh, like you know this was the play like she dream of the dream uh, like she said she had a very weird dream uh, like she don't know why my grandmother bring me there suddenly lost me around the crowd uh, like lost me there. Oh, uh, sure. after... <laughs> can, but can for I her, she any, go... any significance yeah. that your grandmother was in the dream? Any significance at all? Uh no, it was completely random. I said like there was no significance mm-hmm. because I also was close to my grandmother like I'm very close with my mom and my grandmother in the family plus my sister uh, because. Uh, basically, uh, I mean, I was raised by women uh, in the family. Uh, so, only, there's only my mom, my grandmother, and my older sister. I guess my mom dreamt about my grandmother. <laughs> so, I think after the second dream, then after, like, I it was like, okay, like, because, like, this one is, I never dream, but then this one is my mom's dream. Uh. Sometimes, like, certain small, small dreams, like, I would dream about, to be honest. Uh, so, a bit scares me, uh, because I'm a bit afraid of water at the pond. Like, I mean, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm quite afraid of the sea, like, to be honest. Like, I have this fear. I will have certain dreams about Kiamat, like, to be honest. Uh, then after I, uh, to be honest, it kind of shaken me up. Like, I dream about tsunamis and kind of stuff. Like, then, like... Actually, right, brother, Adam, if I can jump in. um, I think what's so amazing about your sharing is that like uh, it really reflects how um, how absolutely amazing and like merciful Allah is, right? Like sometimes even as born Muslims, you, you might come across periods of time where you feel like, oh, I'm not worthy of like, you know, yeah. being Muslim. I'm not, I'm not worthy of like, um, yeah, I'm just not worthy. I'm, who am I, right? Why would Allah listen to me? Why would, um, yeah, why would Allah like directly respond to my prayers, right? But then what you're sharing just shows us is um, that's, that's not Allah. Like Allah guides whom he wills, right? And he, if we have any doubts, if any questions, uh, we don't have to like go round and round and round. We literally have like a, we all of us, right? we have a straight route to Allah. We can just talk to Allah and he can respond in such beautiful manner. SubhanAllah. You didn't get just like one dream. You got multiple dreams. SubhanAllah, that's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for through sharing. various channels as yeah, well, not just channels. and like it's not limited to just him. Like even his family members got the baraka of mashallah. his, the baraka of his um of his what's panala? Yeah, it's amazing. Mashallah, mashallah. <laughs> so following up, brother Adam, let's move on to the next question. Thank you so much for sharing that entire like series of like moving from eleven to thirteen and then uh to nineteen twenty. Could you then share with us the moment where you took your shahada and the things leading up to it? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I remember it quite well. Uh. It started in 2016, uh, early 2016. So uh, the around late 2015, I did an operation on my leg. Uh. So on the point of time, I went through uh, a certain part of my relationship uh, went down on the point of time at the late 2015. Then after early 2016, I was like out of my mind. Like, I was really like, uh, I was actually like going out, like going to clubs, that kind of thing, like go, like I drank, that kind of stuff. So like, it was actually quite bad for a point. Like, like every week, I think I'll go like around four times or what. Then like, I'll, I'll get back home drunk, that kind of stuff. Then like, it was so bad lah. Then like to the point, there was one time uh, during, I think Gelang, Gelang Bazaar or something. Yeah. So I went with my friends at night, uh, with my friends. So 
I came across Darul Akram. I walked past. Then after I saw, I saw like you know there was somebody was giving out flyers. Ah, uh, then like I just took the flyers lah. Cause you know I like completely forgot about the dream and everything. Like you know I was just like going on with my everyday normal life lah. I, I suddenly came across that. Like, I just took the uh, took the paper. Then after I saw the all the classes like Islam classes that kind of stuff. Like you know you need to go like for three lessons. Like to know more about Islam than Robert. But before that, I did, I already like you know know already more about what I need to know lah. So like. I like okay, that I just keep the the note inside of me lah. I just keep the note. Yeah, like you know, I call, I still continue doing stuff. Something happened to me where uh the leg that I operated in kind um my nail kind of broke, but I thought it was a nail normal nail broke, but it was not lah. So uh silly or open wound that I I didn't know. Then after it got so bad like, you know uh my toe nearly got amputated. So like uh it was actually. It was actually my fault because on a point of time, I, I know I went to club that kind of thing that I got injured. Uh. So on my leg. Then after that, uh, like, uh, how do I say? Uh, I, I had to do an emergency surgery uh, on that day itself. Uh. So I was actually really unprepared for Because I did a lot of surgeries before. I did I went through surgery for my spine when I was 15. I had to put a metal rod in my spine, uh, a major surgery. Uh. So I was living through that pain also. Uh. So my leg, I already do two times already, my surgery. So for my leg, I uh, nearly got amputated. So on that night, so the operation were all full. Then after, like, you know, they say that when there's an empty slot, then the only they'll push me to do the operation. So for the meantime, I just need to fast. Fast in a way where, like, no food, no water, just, like, you know, glucose. I was under glucose. Uh. So, like, they never give me a certain, like, you know, when I will go for the operation and stuff. So, like, it kind of dragged long, like, for about more than, like, two days like that. Uh, so it was more for two days. So, like, around the third day, I got really very fed up because, like, how to say, like, I didn't eat and I drink. So, like, uh, you know, I decided to uh, bring along, uh, bring along, you know, the, the glucose machine where, you know, they are, they are taking my blood. I just bring along. I go, went down to the 7-Eleven. I just buy a few bread and one coffee. Uh. Then I took my cigarette that after I walked out of hospital mm-hmm. just to eat and smoke and uh, drink the coffee. Uh. Then I went back. Then I went back after I slept. So I slept around 2, 2 o'clock. Then around 3.45, the nurse woke me up. Say like, uh, uh, let's get ready for your operation. After that, oh, after like, you know, after that, like, I didn't want to tell her the truth. Like, like you know, I ate already. Uh, because I know anesthesia is by right, you're not supposed to eat anything or what. Then after that, like, um, I say like, she, they all pushed me to the uh, operation theater. Like. So I was outside that. I think to be honest in my mind, I was like, my mom said, like, I'm four already. Then after that, like, I cannot call my mom, ask my mom anything. After that, like, should I tell or should I not tell? Because uh? my summer was actually quite full. Already. After that, like, then the NCJ doctor asked me to sign on this paper. Uh, like, I did fast. Like, then I asked her, I said, actually, by right. Like, you know, then she went to see a surgeon. After she see a surgeon, then they wanted to push me to operation theater. Then I immediately asked her. I said, to be honest, I said, why do I need to fast? Uh? Then after she said, oh, no, because the reason is maybe when the whole body is asleep or something, like, you know, like, your your muscle won't be working that, that much. So, like, whatever food you got in your stomach, you just push, you ultimately push up to your, to your throat. Then, at the same point in time, you'll get choked. Lah. So, you cannot control your muscles. Ma. After, from your throat itself, the thing will push down after, it might go to your lungs and you might actually die. Ah. After, like, ha, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> after, I panic already. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, lucky I say. After, I say, so, uh, what's the option? I say, actually, to be honest, I eat. Lah. Then, she was, like, quite shocked. Lah. So why I never tell her sooner? I said, no, I was afraid to tell her. After, like, she said, okay, 
So she gave me an option, either to extend my stay, that means I still fast, but I don't know when's the next operation date, or either I do it when I was awake. She gave me an option. So I decided to uh, do my operation when, when I was awake. Uh, Backstory is basically, uh, I did my surgery, it was five hours. Uh, so I had for like for five hours. Uh, it was actually very painful. Then like, you know, like, I also had the risk of like, how to say, like they say, if I really cannot, cannot stand the bed, the pain, uh, they have to put me, like they have, uh, have no choice to actually put me under anesthesia, like put me to sleep. Uh, like they have to put me to sleep if I cannot tahan because my heartbeat will go up. So they don't raise that. So along the line, I was doing operation, I felt the pain, then suddenly my start, my heartbeat start to increase. Uh, then I felt like, ah, that, so, and, uh, <laughs> that's fine. I just, I pray to God, I just, okay, I just try to, I pray to God, I just say after this, everything, and that's why I say, I'll come to you. <laughs> I say, just give me strength. <laughs> just give me, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die, like, you know, like in a very, uh, a bit funny way. <laughs> to die in a very funny way. <laughs> uh, then, after, yeah, la, then uh, after, <laughs> yeah, so after that finish, really, after, I, after they put me in ICU for a while, after I slept. So, like, you know, after that, you know, my, my leg is still recovering. Shockingly, okay, I called my this friend who I went to club with. I asked him, uh, bro, can you follow me to uh, Golden, uh, Golden Landmark? I, I want to buy the English Quran uh, or something. Like I told him, and after he followed, uh, like, you know, like, half all people, like, you know, he's my clubbing buddy, like, you know, and he was like, hey, can, 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 like, you know, he followed me. Uh. He followed, so that after uh, that I check up the dates of like you know remember I told you that I went to Gilang Bazaar that after I got the dates with me I look up the dates uh, okay this is the first date that I want to go right now for the class uh. then as, as time goes on uh, <laughs> I also some sort fall back also in a way where like I want to go to the class but then I never go I some sort like you know um Paitao in a way like as I Paitao that like you know, I decided to go to uh, like, you know, to relieve the moment that I'm, like, you know, going to club again. So I went, but after that, just then I decided to go, right? I felt very, I felt my heart wasn't really that easy. And just like, because it was my birthday on a point time, so I just wanted to go, uh, have fun. Then, just nice as I go, at first I felt my heart was very uneasy. I don't know why. But after that, uh, the night ended uh, really quite bad. Uh. I mean, my friends got into a fight. Then after like, I mean, what, what are the chances, right? Like, you know, after, like, you know, after everything, then, like, you know, I feel bad, somehow I just fight out of the class, I decided to just go. After this thing happened, after, like, okay, like, never mind, like, I just, <laughs> I just go for the class. <laughs> I go so for many the class, signs like, already, brother. Mashallah. I feel like Allah is really present in your life in a very obvious way. And I love how yeah. whenever you describe, like, the moments where you almost want to come to Him, right? It's always to do with something about your heart. Like you said, in the surgery, your heart rate was going really fast and then you were like, okay, I need to go to him after this surgery. And then even when you want to go to the club, like whenever you're doing something and then you feel his presence, even in the dream, like he's reaching you through your soul, which is like in a way over here, like around your heart area, it really shows that he's connecting with you so internally and so intrinsically. And mashallah, it's something that no one can ever see from the outside and only you and him can feel. It's so personal, so intimate and mashallah, you're already so blessed to feel his guidance to such a very deep level. And I'm so happy to hear this story. Alhamdulillah, thank you so much for sharing with us so candidly. 
Yeah. Well, right about your sharing is that like you know I think sometimes even for born Muslims sometimes we uh we have our highs and our lows right yeah but then like Allah is the most patient mm-hmm. right He knows who we are He He is the one who knows us best and He knows what will touch us and what um what like. Uh, he knows what will touch us, uh, what will move us, right? He sends exactly that. And I think sometimes people um, get very disappointed very easily when like, you know, oh, I, I, I don't feel it right now. Means I, that, that's it, that's it, that's the end of my journey. But the thing is, like, Allah is not, Allah is Asabu, as- right? That's one of his names, um, the most patient. That's one of his attributes. So um, it doesn't end there. So I'm pretty sure if there are any other, if there are any like uh, fellow converts listening or even born Muslims, right? Um, I hope that like you get some uh, you you learn from this uh from this sharing right and i have faith that like um the journey continues inshallah it's okay it's okay if you um go through some lows uh we pray that all of you will eventually reach your highs as well inshallah amen 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 and i think we have one last question for you brother adam yeah. after all this wonderful sharing uh Maybe right after you share with us the moment where you took your shahada, you can also combine it with how your friends and family actually reacted to you taking the shahada during the time of taking. Were they aware? And then after you took it, how did you like you know like reconcile your personal secular life with your new religious identity? Inshallah. Ah, uh, so basically, like you know, when I took my shahada, uh, the how the story goes where like you know, because you know before you know we went to, you go to a class. Like you have to attend for three lessons to understand more about Islam. But on the first day of my class, I straight away converted. <laughs> I said, "What? I I went with my friend, my uh, you know the friend that I was mentioning about my clubbing friend. Like I went with him. I said, hey, follow me. I'm a bit I'm a bit paisay. Then he follow me. So he follow me. So we sit through the class that kind of stuff. Then after class, I say, hey, uh, bro, you help me ask the ustad. I say, I want to convert. <laughs> Just tell him. Then the ustad, so, he, uh, so after every left, so he talked to the ustad. Like he said, uh, my friend, I want to talk to you. Then I talked to him. I say, okay, I, I went through this, 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 this. Then not had dreams. Like, so I think I really want to convert. Then he said, you sure? Though? You just only went for one. So I say, I know everything. <laughs> I know everything really. Like, I mean, like, I know, I mean, not everything. I mean, I know, like, my foundation, I, like, I know what I need to know. So like I'm very like hundred percent like I want to really on convert. Then after that, that's when, uh, like yeah, that's my first lesson. So after that, like you know me between me, uh, that will start, and my friend that to my father, like then and then. Uh. MashaAllah, yeah, that's amazing, brother Adam. I, I love how like when the Ustaz say you only came for one class and but for you you already had so many lessons before this one class and everybody, every convert's journey is different, right? Some of them need to go through actual formal lessons, the formal classes to feel like they have had enough lessons to feel convinced that this is the true religion. But for you, your lessons came in all sorts of ways, whether be it dreams, yeah. surgery, <laughs> your mother, wow, mashallah, it's amazing. And all you needed was that last push, which is the first ever class you took in Darul. Alhamdulillah Thank you so much Wow I'm really so So <laughs> amazed By this story <laughs> <laughs> I think Brother Dan is so amazing Like I have no doubt That Allah loves you Because he keeps Sending you like Not only signs yeah. He sends you like trials And we know that He he loves those like, where he, so he loves someone He sends them trials SubhanAllah like, I think you're, you're Sharing was absolutely amazing So that being said Right I'm sure you will be An inspiration To our uh, To our convert <laughs> listeners And even born Muslims Because we, yeah. we just kept like We were in wow. awe The whole time <laughs> yeah, So do you have any Like final words of advice Especially um, about mm. your family 
family and friends, like mm. how you deal with them, perhaps on that note as well. Because that is something that most converts in Singapore yeah. and I guess all over the world struggle with. So well, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe you can share some. <laughs> when I first convert, wow. Uh, I mean, I say everybody doesn't, didn't take it lightly, uh, to be honest. Like, you know, I did face a lot of backlash, to be honest, for Muslims and non-Muslims themselves. Uh, to be honest, because when there were some people, like some of my Muslim friends, when they find out, you know, I converted. Uh, I mean, I heard some passing remarks of like, like saying, huh? Like that? Like, you know, go club already, then go club, then all these picture, picture, then suddenly prank. You convert, <laughs> like, you know, convert. Like, you know, there was actually a very helpful uh, remark. But then after that, like, I mean, comments come from uh, some of my Muslim friends. Then from non-Muslim, uh, he got very bad. <laughs> he got very bad. Like, you know, every, like, Especially my close friend. I had this close friend. So I was quite close to his family and that kind of stuff. So they were actually quite snug about this. So like, you know, when they find out convert, like, they think like, you know, see why you convert, like, you know, like, you know, after a point, like, you know, um, there was one point of time, my friend's dad, he said, like, he did something very hurtful. Like, you know, he said, huh, your mother don't know about this. Why, what happened to you? Like, you know, he brought in my mother. After like, wow, after I actually I I got I nearly got I got so angry like you know I nearly wanted to like you know I nearly wanted to turn the whole house upside down because like he brought in my mother. Then after I was thinking like I mean like I feel like people would think like you got forced into this. I, I mean like no I do this out of my own will. Like, I mean how does he not show like doing this out of my own will? You get what I mean? Like you know then standard remark we will get like you know oh is it because of a girl? After that like, no is my own self like I mean why 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 does it have to be a girl like you know I have to convert again I mean, like that's the basic common thing that like, I feel like everybody would think so like you just have to like I mean I mean like you know like maybe I, I want to just jump in there because I, I really feel you when you said like people always think it's against your will right uh, just a very yeah. small thing that, that I experienced myself because when I first started wearing the hijab my friend's mother I was also very close to her family and her mother yeah. uh, who's a non-Muslim she sat me down and she was very serious and she asked me did your father force you to wear this what is this that you're wearing today that kind of thing because they yeah. like what I understand although there's so much of like you know injustice and uh, yeah, you feel so upset like why would they think that you know you went through so much to come to where you are today and to embrace Islam through all the hurdles right they are actually coming from a place of like concern because they love you for for they just love you so so in that sense right when you try I, I, I would say like for all our listeners as well it's very easy to get angry at that point of time because of the love you have for your religion and like the the conviction that you are at, at this point of time right but you must understand that for our non-Muslim uh, friends and family for them it, it's not as gradual as it was for us and it's very sudden to them so they are not trying to pinpoint but they're actually trying to check whether you are okay so they're actually they, it comes from a place of love no matter how crass and like you know but, yeah. um, very uneasy it makes you feel yeah, you yeah believe that it's uh, from a place of good intention inshallah and the way that we can turn them over as well is through our own actions and how we are very happy being muslims and how we are actually better people because of our religion inshallah i mean that's true, true. Mm. so did, did, is that something you did as well brother adam and some advice uh, to out there as well I mean, uh, to be honest, I will just, my advice will just say, I just do you, uh, to be honest. I mean, like, whatever comment, like, I realized this at the later stage, uh, like, as a, like, it was quite recent. Uh, I mean, I now I realize all of this, like, like, you know, that kind of thing. At the very later stage, it was just this year itself, uh, recently, uh, 
Like, I just learned, like, you know, just do it for you. Uh. Just do it. Everything, just do it. Like, I mean, just do it for you. Uh, because, like, I mean, yeah, like, you feel pressure about society, that kind of stuff. So, like, you hit you hit you to a certain point, like, it's just between you and God. Uh. Don't involve anybody in. Uh. Uh, so, like, you know, what matters is your relationship with God. You have the relationship as, like, you know, a friend. Like, you know, you can tell anything. Yeah, you just, you need to keep, you need to keep the relationship. That's how my relationship is got. At first, it was like a hate and love, that kind of thing. I feel like, that, I feel better like, to have that, that friendship because you can tell anything and everything. Like, because, like, you know, you, you can say, like, you know, you just be open about it. Like. Yeah, I mean, just do it for yourself. Like. I'll just tell everyone to, like, you know, just do it for yourself. Keep the relationship, just keep the relationship between you and yourself to God, like, as a friend. That would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inshallah, thank you so much, Brother Edu, for the absolutely wonderful sharing. Um, I think all our listeners uh, benefited from that uh, immensely. Yes, us ourselves. <laughs> I, I think yeah. we are just in shock, like yeah, the so amount nice. of like learnings that we've got. Maybe Sister Dini can sum up one or two points that really moved her and um, you can I close in shock. I was so moved by your point on sincerity. You know, like it's true. Sometimes we have, um, we would think that when we make like a, a step to move closer to Allah, right? Um, and we've, we've had this conversation before, like we would think that everything um, is becomes easier for us, right? But actually sometimes more tests are put in our way, right? And it's it's probably very much like Allah testing us, testing our sincerity, right? Like you mentioned how like people were saying, oh, why you, how can you be a Muslim because of all the things that you've done? SubhanAllah, but, but you know yourself, you you mentioned that you know who Allah is and you know, you know that Allah is your friend and you know that that's not what Allah would think, right? And, and SubhanAllah, I think that's the that's the one that moved you most. Yeah, that's the one that moved mm. me most because um, that's such a strong affirmation and conviction of your faith, right? Like you know, it's between me and Allah. Um, nobody else matters. All that matters to me is what Allah thinks of me, and I know my Lord, and that that's enough for me. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. I would like to share. So what what moved me most? <laughs> so one thing that really moved me, brother Adam, yeah. is how like no matter what you did to try and like so-called run away from this feeling, right? Or run away from this um religion that's trying to find you again and again from your teenagehood, the entire teenagehood, even mashallah. It just re- reminded me of if I'm not wrong, it's a hadith or a verse. Basically, what is meant to find you will find you no matter how much you try and get away from it. And what is meant to miss you will miss you no matter how much you try and strive for it. So Allah really already plans for us what is best for us. He has this own plan, a plan that none of us will ever know because we are limited in knowledge and Allah is all-knowing, all-seeing and He has the knowledge that of not just the present but the future and entire world knowledge, entire galaxies knowledge. So mashallah, I just love how your story is literally the... The what's that called? A, a epitome. Epitome of how whatever you do to try and get away from what is written for you, right? It will come yeah. to you. It will come, come to, to you. you. Mashallah. <laughs> you have been written to be a Muslim, brother Adam, Mashallah. and Allah made it happen for you. Mashallah. Mashallah. You are so loved. Subhanallah, your Subhanallah. story is so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, please keep us in your du'as because you are such a blessed person and inshallah we will do the same for you as well. And all the listeners listening out there, please keep Brother Adam, please keep all of us at Convert Central in your du'as as well and to pray that we always will be guided by Allah and we will never take it for granted and never reach a place where he has to do something to take something away from us for us to be reminded of him inshallah. Yeah. inshallah. 
So with that, we will close this episode. Alhamdulillah, what a blessed episode. I hope everyone who is listening to this episode has gained uh, as much uh, wisdom or as much learnings as we have or even more, inshallah. And we are going to recite Tasbih Kafara and Surah to Asr to end this episode. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.